Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. The dulcet tones of James Dean Littlejohn, your host is here to bash your ears with more mental health. Guru-y type jazz. <laughs> I don't know what I've got. I've got some nice music on in the background and I was just sat there chilling out. Well, this is a good little song actually. I was just chilling out to this song while setting up. How the devil are you? I hope you're all okay. I really do hope you've been enjoying the sun. It's a really good time of the year now, isn't it? Especially if you suffer from seasonal effects disorder. Hopefully you're seeing your mood increase, lift, feel a little bit more motivated. Um, It's certainly one of those sad times. I mean, it's a bit of a weird one. I think we all get a little bit of sad, you know. I think we all get a little bit of that. But there is people that suffer from it, you know, worse than others. Obviously, you know, that's a, across the spectrum of everything. There is people that suffer worse than others. But that doesn't undo the suffering that that individual is feeling at the time. So hopefully um, you are feeling a little bit uplifted if you suffer from seasonal effects disorder. Because the sun is certainly glowing. It's that time of the year, isn't it, where it's pleasant in the morning and it's pleasant throughout the day and it's pleasant in the evening. (laughs) That's a lot of pleasantness. We don't normally experience that. I have seen a plethora of um, really, really good photos coming through from a lot of my friends, which is always fantastic. It's, It's really nice to see because normally you know you sort i don't know um social media i suppose in my age bracket tends to be a little bit lame during winter as well which doesn't really help um because you know in in our sort of age category you know sort of born in the 80s 40s and now you know the 40 year olds that's that's what we do we we kind of shut down a little bit we go into hibernation almost like old bears um, so, you know, it's really pleasant to see this time of year when everybody starts, you know, and I'm seeing a, quite a, a, a sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Everybody's sort of kind of doing the same sort of thing, which is nice. And it's good stuff because, again, it's that age group, you know, and, and you know, I'm seeing people go down the beach. I've seen some um, some good photos from my mate um, Nelster down the beach. What a place to be. And, you know, I've seen my best mate going around the pond and, you know, not literally a pond in his back garden, but it's it's a it's a lake. <laughs> but I call it a pond. Um, but it goes around the lake. He's just down there and he's got some, put some beautiful photos of um, of wildlife and just scenery. And it's really, really nice. And I certainly absolutely thrive at this time of the year. Um as much as I can anyway. Um, I, I know that I do feel a lot better in the mornings. I wake up and, you know, you draw the curtain back and you're like, fuck, is it like nine o'clock? And you're like, you look down at your clock and it's like, no, it's five. So you get the pleasantness of, uh, you know, yes, okay, you've woken up at five, but you get the pleasantness of knowing you've got another couple of hours in sleep and it's already sunny. So you know you're getting up to a good time. Um, and yeah, and then I just I just tend to get out a lot more this time of year. I tend to eat less, which is always a plus bonus for me. Um, I tend to eat a lot healthier because lighter foods. It's like tonight, I'm, you know, Mrs. was like, you know, what do you want to eat? I was like, fucking nothing, mate. I really am, you know, I'm not in the mood to eat. So I I just had a chicken salad, um, you know, nice little with a little bit of vinaigrette. And now would I do that in the winter? Would I fuck? I'd be on corned beef hash. I'd be fun, you know, fucking. And that is a a food source. I'm not talking about the drugs. Um, have a look it up. It's a bit of a delicacy up in the north. I think it, is, it originates from. But I, oh, I absolutely love a bit of corned beef hash and a bit of corned beef fritters. Oh, they're they're fucking delight. But they're a winter food. They're a winter staple. Um, you know, especially as they're loaded in carbohydrates. 
But, um, you know, so, yeah, this time of year, you tend to eat a little bit healthier. I tend to drink a little bit more, but I try to caveat that with drinking water during the week so I can down the gins on the weekend. And a little tip, actually, um, believe it or not, my, well, uh, one of my friends that I that I'm that has recently rejoined uh, my little sort of friendship circle, if you like. Um, you know, we're doing a, we're doing a bit of collaboration, some future stuff, some mental health stuff coming up actually, which is I'm, I can't wait to release um, the information on it. I know I spoke a little bit about it on the last podcast, but hopefully this little venture will come to fruition um, and I get to talk a little bit about it. He's doing a little bit of background work at the moment with charity based stuff and how the VAT works, etc., which is all exciting stuff and um yeah anyway i was talking to him and um he suffers from hay fever really bad and um he actually said if you drink gin um it's supposed to really really help now i don't know whether it's the fact that it does actually help but looking at it i would think it would because it's made with botanicals uh, which is obviously flower based um so i think it will and if it doesn't then fucking at least you've got you know a good gin in you and away you go so just get pissed until you don't worry about what's coming out your nose um so yeah there you go a little tip for you obviously you've got to be legal age to drink so uh, that's on your parents if you're listening to this and you're young um you know so anyway <laughs> digressing miles away there but yeah a little bit of gin so um but yeah he suffers from um little bit of um you know sort of uh, what well, say a lot a lot of hay fever i know he has the steroids he was talking about it the other day to me and i was like jesus christ mate um but i've been taking local honey but i'm not going to digress into that so yeah um so basically yeah just been sort of kind of um you know hopefully that's going to come to fruition loads going on and um yeah just been sort of kind of this time of year is just fabulous isn't it it's nice to walk out i like it's even now it's 20 past nine at night and i'm sat here doing a podcast knowing that the the sun is shining. I'm still in shorts and t-shirt and flip-flops. And as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to go for a nice evening stroll around the around the fields with the dog. And it just gives me a, a nice little bit of um, fresh air before bed. Would I do that in the winter? Would I? Fuck. No, I'd be locked away. I'd be hibernating. That's what I mean. I'd be fucking yamming down corned beef hash and fritters and fucking chips. I'd be literally chewing. I'd be literally bulking. I'd be dirty bulking and, and locked in. But now I'm out and about. And so, and I have seen, I think it's just, I, th- I don't know whether it's, you know, more, men are happier, maybe. I think probably because women are wearing less in public, which is always an eye pleaser for the men. Um, but we also get to wear a little bit less as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a win-win situation in the summer. We all get to get a little bit of that vitamin D and just absolutely perk our serotonin up by getting out amongst nature. That's what it's about though, isn't it? A lot of people think it's because you know, the sun's out, which is an element, obviously, of the vitamin D, but it's not just that. When the sun is out, we're out. We're out, we're out amongst nature. We're doing things. We're, we tend to be, we've got natural light amongst us. We are hitting the beach, the local parks. We're really, and it's, that is the time that we really, really need to look after ourselves because, and, and make sure we do it, is, is capture this time capsule, if you like, this little, this summer, spring, summer period, where we can really, really like soak in as much nature and as much, much memories as possible. It was interesting because I, and, and I talk about memories because it, it resonates with me a little bit because somebody said to me the other day, um, I was having a chat with my dad, say somebody, my dad, um, I was chatting with my dad the other day and, and um, I went to speak to him, we were discussing this um, pilot helmet that I'm, that I'm currently painting for uh, a leaving gift, the one that I'll go into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we all sat down talking and uh, 
you know, he just sort of said to me, son, I, I don't want to be rich. I just, you know, I said, we don't need to be rich. You know, I said, you're, you're comfortable. You can, you know, you're going on two, three holidays a, a year. You're, you're kind of, you're, you're, well, he's past retirement, if I'm honest. He should have retired already, but he fucking loves it. Um, but, he, you know, he, I just said, just enjoy life. Just take your time, you know? Just enjoy life. This is when you should be stress-free. Not fucking put yourself into an early grave, you know, earlier grave, <laughs> should I say, in a morbid fucking way. But it is, though, isn't it? It's, you, need to, you need to take this time to enjoy yourself. They say that... Um, I did read an article the other day that it's the, um, the happiest time to be alive is is 22 or 21 i think it is 21 or 22 i think it was is the happiest age of your life and for some reason i don't know there must be obviously a transition between when you're not really expected to do much but you're earning fairly maybe good money and you've got a good friendship group around you um so yeah and then the next time you would feel you will feel that happy again is when you retire and that just goes to show um, and put it in perspective that you are, ex we all are supposed to experience a level of unhappiness in this part of our life because we have to go and grind the fucking stone. We have to continue to do the things that we don't want to do to be able to afford the things that we do want to do. And, and hopefully along that little journey, you're looking after your future by locking in pensions and savings and things like that so that you can enjoy a really, really comfortable, happy retirement. And that's what it's about. And I said that to my dad and we were chatting and he said, I'm not going to, I'm never going to be rich, son. I said, but you don't need to be rich, mate. You, do, you really don't need to be rich. It's not about, you, you know, as long as you're happy, the thing you need to be rich in is memories. And that's, that is the fundamental basic of what we are on this planet to do. Like I said to you, I've said this before in podcasts, you know, whenever be, whatever you've got at the end of your life, everything will be handed back apart from love and memories. You can't take that away from me. I'm going to go with that. So I want to be rich in memories. Okay, some people might say, well, yeah, but we need money to make memories. Well, okay, you do, you know, to an element, to a degree. It depends on what you want out of life. And if you want that, go get it. And that's the thing. And I was explaining that to him. We had a nice little conversation, actually. And, uh, you know, he says, he said, I'm watching you. And he, and he was sat there, he said, I'm watching you, son. You're just fucking constantly on it. <laughs> I was like, yes, because I want to build to a better future. I want to retire a little bit earlier. I want to get the rich memories. At the moment, I'm raising a family. I'm, I'm building a castle, so to speak. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to enjoy life and make sense of what I can on my path. What works for me? What doesn't work for me? How can I help other people? You know, that's that kind of thing. That's my kind of mentality at the moment. You know, it's kind of how can I help people? How can I earn a little bit of extra money that can help me undo the, the problems I've had in the past and also create a better future for the families and, and myself to, to, get, to get those rich memories? That's what I'm doing. And, and we all do that. You can either sit and muddle and and do nothing with yourself and just fucking be bored and, and have nothing to do. Or you can absolutely just go, okay, I'm going to grin and bear it. You know, whatever it will be, it will be. And, you know, that's the important thing is if you're willing to if you're willing to invest in yourself. And I've said this before in the podcast. These all come up. These topics are just fucking key indicators. You know, if you, you've got to invest in yourself, you've got to want to do it. That's the important part. And if you don't want to do it, but you know that there's going to be a benefit at the end of it, sometimes you have to do the unwilling to get to the positive results. And that kind of leads me into a little segment, actually, where I want to talk about. So I finally fucking did it. I did. I've done it. Um, and, and I probably haven't explained it very well, actually. So I have finally finished 
my um, my little project. I was currently doing a pilot helmet, restoring a pilot helmet, which was an original pilot helmet for a, a colonel in the in the Air Corps. And basically, he doesn't know about it. It's a, it's a complete and utter surprise for him. Um, my parents asked me about three months ago, can you do this? I looked at them and saw that they wanted me to do it. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll fucking do it. I know I can do it. But I didn't really think about the, the whole process. I just kind of saw my mum and dad. And I really have a problem with saying no. Because, you know, I don't like letting people down. And I don't like people to feel unhappy. And I, tr- I constantly try to, you know... I don't know. Do do nice things just to fucking make people feel nice. It's just a, it's a fucking bad. Some people can look at it as a bad trait, but it's just who I am. I'm just a genuine person. Um, so they gave it to me, and I was like, yeah, fab, okay. So it sat down in the back of the chair, as you know, for three months, and I broke it out a week ago. I was like, fucking gotta get in. My dad said to me, you doing this? I went. He said, if you don't do it, son, there's no pressure, and he didn't put pressure on me. And then he said, well, you know, I'll just. I'll, I'll spray it and put something on it now whether he said that because he knows that i would never let him spray it and put a little john name to spray in and that's not saying that he couldn't do it but i just know that it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been amazing and i'm not detracting the fact he just hasn't got the experience so so you know he, he would have done the best to his ability and i'm sure it would have been absolutely fantastic but would it have been something that i've trained for when i know i can do it and that's kind of where my mind was i was like i know i can do this there's just an element of stress and i have put it off well not put it off i've sprayed it and painted it and done everything i needed to do and i've done it over a fucking week the longest i've ever done something uh, for me anyway and um i found it hard every single fucking step of the way i found it hard I found an imperfection somewhere or and I had to repaint it or I got a run I had to repaint it I I did I left out in the sun for two hours once I painted it and it fucking almost blistered up the fucking and the uh the water base so I had to re-rub that down and redo it so I've endured pretty much everything that you could chuck at me I've had fish eyes now I don't literally mean fish eyes but if you if you google paint fish eyes which I know some of you use wheels now um you'll see it looks like a little fish eye and that's normally from an oil or water base. So I, I know about this. Yeah, fuck, I did it for 21 years. Um, I just, I've endured everything. I've endured a lacquer that hasn't fully cured. And I actually put it on. It takes 14 days to cure. That's batshit crazy. It's going to him on Tuesday. I've endured fucking, um, you know, a run. Like I say, I've got a little bit of head. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you consider that I painted it with a spray can, um, a hairdryer on top of a plastic bin in my back garden then you would obviously look at it and probably go that's fucking wow fair play you know and i've not done it in a spray booth i've not done it with a spray gun there's no hvlp gun there's no nothing so and i and along the way i've enjoyed everything so but i managed to get there now the the moral of the story that is I felt really, really re- rewarded today when I looked at it finally finished and even to the point where I've waited two days to put his name on it. Don't know why. Just I just fucking didn't do it. I was like, okay. Even to the point where I put a sticker on it and the, the edges started curling a little bit because the lacquer was still a little bit soft so it was reacting with the solvent on the glue. And I'm talking fucking mediocre, mediocre so- solvent, like literally non-existent, but was lifting away the lacquer. I was like, fucking hell. What, what, you, you literally... What can you chuck at me? I've even to the point where there's a hair in it, and I mean a fucking like four mil hair, slightly raised in the lacquer, and I've had to put my signature over it, knowing that I do this in the perfect way that the hairline let um, went, just to hide the fact there's a little hair in it. Now, you know, yeah, agreed. 
it's done in a back garden with a fucking hairdryer and a spray can. Okay, that's the fucking reality of it. But the fact is, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, so I wanted it to go right. But the moral of this story is that I persevered. I did it. I said I needed to do it. I did it for my parents, and the results are a very good product that is going to get taken tomorrow, get built up, and then get handed to him. And I've, I've got a personal invite to his his back uh, his um, his garden uh, party. So in his back garden. Um, so, but it's it's, it's you know he's, he's a big estate. So I've been invited to that, which is absolutely fantastic, and I get to hand it to him personally, which is a it's, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to I I really do hope you know for me it's the it's the happiness that I experience in him, and I know for a fact that he won't get anything that's that's close to that i think that they've put their money in um everyone's put their money in and um basically bought him stuff and this is personally from the little johns so for me personally that's going to be a nice little touch so the key part there is perseverance i did it i i i I would never normally i would have just sacked that off i would have literally just gone it's fucking done and i've done it before if i'm not interested in something you will fucking know because i just will not do it and twice in my life, I can well, say life, no, 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 not life. Twice in the last two years where I've absolutely ground through doing something that I didn't want to do, didn't know how to do, or not even, not even, not, not, not how to do, but just didn't know what to do. My, my mind wasn't interested. And I forced my way through twice. And the first time I did that, I'd done a, a, a special, um, a special design for um, the Freemasons for a friend of mine, and this one here, which is for my mum and dad, for for uh, somebody again that's not really associated to me at all. But um, for me, that's the reward as I've ground through for other people. So that means I can do it. So I can do it for myself. So I learn. I'm just learning. I'm constantly adapting. I'm constantly looking at ways to evolve, and that for me is 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 the improvement factor. I, I think it's is so much. It's so important to constantly look at ways and constantly challenge yourself. Otherwise, if I'd have sat there and just not challenged myself, my mind would have gone, okay, well, my mind, you know, I won. You know, internally, I was like, you, well, you, you got what you wanted. You didn't have to fucking do it. Yes, you've upset some people. or Yes, you've let some people down. They won't show their disgruntlement because they know it was outside of what you would normally do. However, you know, you've done it and you've produced something that's going to be treasured by somebody. Now, for me, that is worth its weight in gold. And that is the picture that I need to look at. And that's another piece that I've always missed. I've always missed the completion. I normally do something and it's never for somebody. It's normally I do something and then give them that that thing. There you go. That's what I've, I've made that. Would you like to buy it? But this is actually made for somebody. So for me, I've got the reward of seeing their face. I've got the reward of looking at them in their eyes and going, do you like this or not? Um, and I know that sounds fucking batshit crazy, but that's what's internally, that's what I'm going to be internally thinking. But th- I want that reward. And I took my time as well. I didn't rush it. I was trying to rush it at the start. And that's when I was making those major mistakes. And then in the end, I was like, okay, well, let it cure. Do this, do that, do this, do this. Just took my time and tried to enjoy the process. And then the rewarding bit was today to finally say, yes, it's it's ready. Let's fucking, let's build it up. Let's go to the, the professionals, get them to build it up for me. And uh, let's see it in all its glory. So 
that's that's the bit that I've always missed, and that's the bit that I constantly miss, and I I continue to miss. There's nothing I can do. I'm not really interested in that. I'm just interested in the dopamine rush that I get from doing something, and that's what I got. And like I said, it was a hard hard fight. It, there wasn't a lot of dopamine in that. I can tell you that. I was I was hunting and mining for fucking days, and I was like, there's got to be a little bit of happiness in here because every time I was doing something, I was going, oh, it's shiny. Oh, lovely. That looks really nice. And then look to the side, and there's a fuck off run you're like okay then well that's a fucking reset feature so there was a constantly i was being i was being fucking robbed of my time and my fucking happiness uh, initially and then when i slowed down took my time enjoyed the process studied each um it's each element and said oh okay they could do that looked at it and went no i don't really like that i'm not going to do that and i changed my mind inadvertently whilst i took my time so it's an important process to do it really is, and that just goes to show there's a, uh, there's a live snippet of, of something working. And my dad texted me today, actually. Um, I'll read the text out to you, actually, because it was quite a nice text. And, but, I mean, more for, um, it's, not, it's not a nice text in the sense, always nice text, but it's, an, it's a text in the sense that um, it's my response. And um, he put down, basically, uh, hiya, son, um, when you come over, oh, we were looking at this. Uh, he wants me to look at his car. Of course, no worries. Thank you. Don't want to put too much on you. Um, sorry, don't want to put upon you too much, though you have enough on your plate. And I just put down, it's all good. You know me. I'll just keep delivering. Then one day, hopefully, it will all pay off. And he said, yes, it will, son. And then he went, proceeded to go, how much I want for the helmet? And I said, no, I don't want anything for the helmet. Just pay for the re- pay for the resources. And I, the, the, my time is free because it's for you. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting saying, you know, that's and that was my mindset. It was like, hopefully that, you know, all of this hard work that I'm, that I'm you know, continuously trying. It is a battle. And, and life can be challenging. But I'm trying to stick to it. I'm trying to literally, there's got to be somewhere where, where this will go. Something to really fucking like chew into and make work. That's what I'm waiting for. That that real fucking eye opener. That chomp chomp. I'm going to fucking have it. Beat the drum. Here we fucking go. Let's have a good time. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that. So hopefully that's going to come. So, um, But in the meantime, I'm, I'm enjoying the process. This is the, pro- this is the point though. Is just do what you want to do. Do what you what makes you happy. Sometimes you have to do things that don't make you happy. Okay. Sometimes you have to go to work and do a shit job. But at the same time, if you can grind through that shit job, it gives you money. Or use that time and motivation in that shit job to find a job that you will enjoy. Because it is a fucking it is an employee's market out there at the moment. There's an abundance of work. The hospitality suite is fucking skyrocketing, and they can't get recruits for it. You know, so there's. I mean, obviously, that's knowing knowing the fact that you probably, you know, if you wanted to get into hospitality. But what I'm saying is, use that motivation. Use those. Use those things to drive you to the next level. So it's kind of like this is kind of a little social media spout at the end of this project will be like, "Bosh, I'm done this, done this." Hopefully, it will drive more interest, more work, more things. And that's the key part is look at what works, what doesn't work. If it doesn't work and you've tried it and it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. You tried, move on. And then try the next thing that works. And then it's and it keeps going into segments. We all try things in life, don't we? We all try to do things. And sometimes we can stick at it and go, oh, we've had a nibble, it might work. And then we keep going, keep going, keep going. And it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just that's it, draw a line in the sand. Don't look at it as a defeatist. Look at it as a way of capturing a a learned a learned process what did i do right what did i do wrong and continually try because at the end of the day there is no rule book there is no there is no path 
that is written down that we all have to follow. Everybody needs to do their, what makes them happy. Again, we're all individuals. Do what makes you happy. It's like this morning. I, I actually I went and did my second job. I call it a job. It's not really a job um, because the people I work for are absolutely fantastic. It's a family-run business. It's a golf driving range, and I just I have a good time there. I really do. It's, it's outdoors. It's relaxed, and I get to earn some sort of uh, small amount of money, but enough money to just help me um, to, to you know to move forward and drive forward and, and do the things I need to do for my family and support my family. Um, but at the same time, I get to have fun doing it. And I was I was sat there today, and I was like, this is just an enjoyable process this would be nice if you could if i could afford to do something like this on a daily basis because i feel happy there and that's like six hours of my day just flies by but at the same time i class it as a way of earning a little bit of extra money doing something that isn't too strenuously or is physically demanding but it's not mentally demanding whereas my my other job my primary job is very mentally demanding not very physically demanding so it gives me a nice actual balance. And that's what you've got to do. It's, very, it's like my brother. I, I've got a prime example. Um, you know, he's seen what we've done. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's looking at joining the reservists to give him that outdoorsy bit. Because he's in exactly the same situation as me. And probably most, a lot of us now, where we're all working from home or, or we're very office-based jobs. And he get, he's very mentally drained, very mentally drained during the week. But he's not getting physically drained. He's not physically draining himself. So, what he needs, what he's looking at doing, as joining what he knows, he's he's been in the army before, and he's taken that challenge. He's taken that challenge, and he's taken that risk to do something outside of his comfort zone that's going to better himself in the future. Going to give him five year plan. So he's already locked in a five year plan. I plan on doing this. This is what I'm going to potentially overall earn. Where does that see me? Giving up a few weekends, but. This is the this is the bigger picture. This is the end goal. And whilst he's doing that, he's networking in another area, which is going to give him more opportunities. And that's the key part is he's doing something to better his future, getting off his fucking ass and making a difference, doing what he wants to do, because it's OK. A lot of us, a lot of us talk, a lot of us talk, a lot of us sit there and go, yes, I must do that. Or that would be great. Or that would be great. And, and this is the key. I mean, yes, it can be. I'm I'm not I'm less of a talker, more of a doer. However, I will say that on the on the flip side to that, like I said, you know, the the investment I've made on myself over this last year is quite substantial, and I need to get that back. That isn't coming back as fast as I quit as as I wanted. So at the same time, there is disappointment that you can experience. But I've just drawn a line in the sand and moved forward, kept up with the things that I know works. And that's what he's doing. He's now moving forward to give himself a better structure. He's got to support his family, like most men. He sits there and he, he worries about supporting the family, supporting the financial stability of his own family. And he takes that that challenge seriously. And this is what's drawn him in now to, to focus. And I've seen his mental health get better and better. You know, I saw him, you know, we, we were talking a year or so ago and he was in a completely different place. He was in a, he was in a dark place. He fought through it and he picked himself up and he's now driving forward with a new sense of enthusiasm and that's what it's about that's it is absolutely what this is about it's like when i um you know i, I find the sundays when i when i do my second job quite hard because in the sense of like um the physicality side of things so it's quite physical 
Um, but at the same time, you know, it does take a lot out of my day and I'm losing a day of my weekend and I work Monday to Friday. So I get one day off. Um, and that's normally tried to be incorporating into doing all my family stuff. So I normally get a Sunday afternoon like I did this afternoon. Sunday afternoon uh, is written for me and I just kind of get to chill out, relax, do my podcast, enjoy myself. But it is quite demanding. But then when I saw the money go in this weekend or the weekend just gone by, it was very, very rewarding, rewarding saying it, um, very rewarding to put that money into my savings account and go lock that in. That's not, that's now sorting out my future, not spending it. I'm not doing anything with it. It's fucking out of sight, out of mind. It goes straight into my savings account and I just don't see it. Because I, well, obviously forcibly don't see it, but that's the key part of what I'm doing is there's no point in me doing this extra work to just go, I'm going to chuck some more down the fucking road with takeaways and shit. I don't want to do that. So it's like, put it aside, lock it in, get, get three to six months and then take off, take lump sums out of things. So it's a really key thing to do the thing you need to do, but make it work properly. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. And that kind of really sort of draws me in, actually, in a nice little delicate way into the topic today. And I've spoke about this before, actually. So today, the, today's topic is um, men need to feel useful. Um, and I have spoke about um, men needing purpose. And I actually I was watching uh, on Friday, um, Friday, after, Friday evening, actually. I was sat there, had a g- cheeky gin in hand, and I was just sat sort of talking away to myself as, as I do crazy bastard I was actually watching an article and it was a very interesting article and I've, I've read this similar sort of mindset a couple of times and this was for a direct from a psychiatrist and two famous psychiatrists that I've um, that I've heard this from which is um, I can't remember someone Peterson I can't remember his name you'll, you'll probably know him but he's a um, he's a really famous American um, psychologist and there was another one as well. Ben Shapiro is another. He's he's great. He's absolutely fantastic guy. Another American. Um, but I, there's this other guy, this British guy, that came up with the same scenario as um, the Peterson guy. Um, and it was basically we need to stop treating depression the same way that we tweet. We treat tweet. <laughs> we treat um, women and men. We 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 treat everything in the same format. Now, I am going to probably trigger some people here by categorizing the fact that there's two genders. But bear with me, because, you know, this is where this I'm, I'm talking about not gender. I'm talking about sex. And I don't mean the you know, I'm talking about male and female sex. I'm not talking about how you identify or anything like that. This is the sex. So but what we do is we treat men and women exactly the same so if you have depression it's treated the same way as you would treat a woman there's no difference we we give you the same everything's the same pathway so basically you 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 holler up you park your car you walk into the doctors you see the doctor and then you get diagnosed with depression after feeding your story okay so you've you you've acknowledged he's gone yes you've got depression james you've got depression and then straight away you go out in the car park with your medication and then straight away comes in uh, say a woman uh, um and then fucking abigail comes in fucking drives in walks in goes up says fucking doc i've got depression yeah you've fucking got depression mate here you go is the same medication same fucking process fucking go down it but we're completely different people we're completely different sexes we have completely, di- I mean, we, we're different in our structures, in the way that we deal with our mental process, which is something that we we all know. And to be honest, you know, the, the, 
I'm just I'm just glad that it's getting people to talk is this this is the whole purpose of this this podcast is to get people to talk and that is an important part is getting people to talk not locking them up not not letting them sort of isolate themselves and draw themselves in it's about getting them to talk which is really really hard to do actually um so awareness is a key part but what we need to do is we need to stop requesting the same support that we do across both sexes because men and women are completely different so women need that um and again i always i always hate saying this because it always makes it sound like i'm fucking you know almost almost open the door for an attack but you you have to bear with me because this is my experience but women are very much they, they need that emotional security that emotional protection the reason they get depressed is because they don't have that emotional stability normally in fact i walked in um to, to my mum in work on Friday and she was very upset she's not happy with work the way she's being treated she doesn't feel supported she doesn't feel she feels her workloads and I go okay I get that that's fucking shit man let's let's sort that out and that's what's pulled her to not enjoy her job now how many men out there would say I don't feel supported but we just fucking get on with it and I'm not saying that my mum should just get on with it but what I'm saying is we shut down that emotional reaction that my mum displayed and I was like so basically she 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 emotionally reacted in front of um colleagues and and her colleagues and and who walked in son and father son and dad sorry uh, son and husband dad my dad husband so me and my dad are stood there looking and I'm like my dad you could see instantly got fucking angry he was like who the fuck has upset my wife and he, and he did you could see it and he was like obviously fucking Billy Big Balls because his son's here and I was like I'm going to fucking ignore this because I'm going to fucking probably punch someone. So I'm just going to fucking stay out of this. And that's why I did. I just genuinely was like, mum, can I, can I help you do something in your, can I help you with this workload just to fucking help you? No, you, your day off shouldn't be it. But obviously that's the only way I could help because the other part of me was going to go in and go, what the fuck are you doing? Letting a fucking woman get like this, you know, nobody wants to see a fucking a woman cry they they really don't especially men because we will instantly know that's that's when our our key instincts kick in we're like fuck someone's hurt a fucking woman let's start fucking killing people let's start fucking people up there's someone in here needs fucking taken out i want fucking butt and i want butt now <laughs> you know what i mean uh, straight out of top gun um so you know and, and that's that's basically the way it goes it, it, that's what we get we are our natural instinct to cut in is testosterone cuts in adrenaline cuts in and we go fucking yes let's fucking fight or flight i'm fucking fighting i'm throwing down throwing down boy and that's what we do but women don't they display so they feel that support so they feel nurtured and they feel listened to that helps alleviate some of their stress and depression Whereas men are completely different. We go through that stage. We just block it. We just get on with it. We we don't if we don't if we're not supported, we fucking support ourselves. We will fucking grind through. And then we won't tell anybody that we're not fucking stressed out. That we're stressed out. We won't tell anybody that we're fucking depressed. We won't tell anybody that we've got the world on our fucking shoulders. How many men that don't do that? And and so many people that I spoke to that, you know, they do that with finances. Fuck, I've got to support my my, my missus and you know, my family. I can't physically do that. There's a there's a gentleman around the corner from me that that literally hung himself because he didn't think he could support his family anymore. And he thought the only option was to kill himself to give the money from his insurance to his family. That's the option he took. 
rather than going fucking hell, I need to be here. Let's go bankrupt, start again. Fucking it, what is it? It's bricks and mortars. We've got our health. We've got our family. He went, no, I'm going to provide for you with my life, and that's the fucking level that men go to. I'm going to provide for you with my life. How dedicated of a husband and father or son, whatever brother is, do you have to be? And that's normally what men do. It's like my dad. I I don't want to put pressure on you. You know that I'll still do it because that is the person I am. And we do that. And a lot of my friends do that. And they'll they'll continue to do that. You'll go home and you'll see the, the pressure that they feel at home. But they just do what they do to keep the, the woman, you know, happy wife, happy life. I mean, that's that's a fucking horrendous. When you actually look at that happy wife, happy, happy life, that's fucking horrendous. So you're basically saying if that fucking person in your relationship is miserable, then it's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility to make you happy. You're fucking happy if your happiness is yourself. Do what makes you happy. Yes, we can still be a partnership and get through the troubles at the time, but I'm not. My job isn't to make you fucking happy, mate. <laughs> You've got to do a little bit of work yourself, and that's a that's a key part. But when you listen to sayings like that, those sayings are all aimed at men. Happy wife, happy life. Really, I'd quite like a happy life, and that's what men do. They just they constantly, constantly keep going to make things happy to make everyone happy around them, to keep people, keep, you know, bolster up their bosses, keep their fucking colleagues happy, keep their family happy, do the things they need to do, put themselves under stress and pressure. We just continue to do it. There's an element of when that's going to break. And if you don't look after your mental health and well-being along the process and give yourself that time and, and learn to say no, that's when we get into trouble. That's when men don't show emotions. I know for a fact that by my mum, she's shown her emotions on Friday. I know for a fact that she's going to get resolution on Monday. She's going to go into work and men are going to be fucking doing men things, talking about men, picking fucking men up to say, pull your finger out your fucking ass. We need to make her fucking happy. This is what we need to do. She's an asset to our fucking building, our, our organization. Men will do that. They'll make it fucking work. And that's the ultimate, that's, that's what we do. We're problem solvers. And that's why I put down, and I said to you, men need purpose. We do need purpose. A lot of the time men feel lonely when they don't have purpose. There was a little thing, um, I think it was, um, I, I read somewhere, I don't know the full story, but basically there was a lot of men that were depressed. Um, but when they started, um, you know, I think it was the Great Fire of London. When the Great Great Fire of London came in, everyone fucking strung up and, and fucking fought. All the men were there, like, putting shit, get the fires out. You know, a lot of, a lot of it created jobs because then they were like, fuck, we need fire brigades now because this is fucking day. You know, whatever it goes, it's a, it's a better story. In fact, I should have turned up more prepared. Sorry. I just wanted to emphasize the point. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? But it is true. You look at men and it's like... It's, it's almost like war as well. War. We need war to give men fucking structure to go out and do shit and fucking and, and do what we do. Because we're all angry fucking balls of testosterone. Not all of us. Um, I can say my best, my best mate is not a fucking angry ball of testosterone. He's, he's, I think he's, he's more female than male. Let's <laughs> say to me, he's fucking chilled out as, he's chilled out as hell. He, he, he sheds a tear for, for, for every now and then. But it's um, but that's why we do these things because men need purpose. They need drive. When you start taking away things from men, they don't have anything to do. They get bored, depressed, lonely. 
They go on self-destruct. They just go, fuck it. If I've got nothing to do, I'm going to drink. I'm going to fucking drink and I'm going to do drugs. It's almost like serotonin as well. You know, there's the serotonin release. I was looking at ADHD and I was researching ADHD and it's sort of kind of one of the biggest things is how when you don't have things to do, you turn to alcohol. And I do. I have. I've turned to alcohol. It's like yesterday I was around. I was literally I cut the grass. I did all the fucking garden work. And then I came in and I was just trimming the fucking uh, the little plants in, in the house. And it was like quarter past nine. And my missus went, you don't fucking stop, do you, mate? And I was like, what? She goes, you don't fucking stop. You never switch off. And I was like, well, no, I just I've got to keep doing something to like go to bed. She's like, is, is that not exhausting? And I was like, every fucking day, mate. Every day I'm exhausted. My brain doesn't fucking stop. I was literally last night I cracked the fucking computer open and I was sat there fucking doing process maps. People would be like, what are you doing that for? Just because I, I'm bored, mate. It's not because I'm fucking invested in work that much I need to do it. It's the fact that I was bored and I thought, I'll get the head of the game. There's no point in wasting time. I've got time here. I might as well get ahead of the game. Or I could sit there and be fucking lazy. But I don't want to be. There's, you know, there's fucking time. You fucking sleep when you're dead, mate. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, as I've said, we need purpose. Men need to feel useful. If you're sat there not doing anything, then you're not feeling useful, which means you're feeling lonely, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling down. Give yourself purpose. Give yourself drive. Invest in yourself. All of these are fucking topics that I've spoke about. You should be all on board. It's very easy to sit there and watch the fucking world go by and then blame everybody else. It really is. But if you're not willing to get off your fucking arse and go and make the difference that you want to get what you want to get, then you, you're not going to get it. It's as simple as that. And that's where, I, you know, like, like I said to my dad, you know, I've almost been doing this two years, trying fucking hard for, you know, well, a year and a half. That's getting a bit embellished there. Um, a year and a half. But which isn't a very long time in the grand scheme of things. I know that. And I'm starting to, I'm just the impatience in me uh, wants it to be done now. But it's building that picture. And I, and I spoke to my colleague actually on Friday. And um, she, there, there was this feedback that came back. Just uh, somebody gave a very positive bit of feedback from me. And she went, James, you wouldn't believe how much your, your, um, your presence has been known and, and excelled in the last three months. Literally, everybody knows you. And I was like, well, that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get exposure to help people, to move things forward and better the organization, better my, uh, develop myself, not better myself, develop the organization, develop myself, develop things. And, and, and hopefully, you know, all that hard work pays off. That's the key part. If it doesn't pay off, I'll be fucking livid. I will literally be livid. I'm like, fucking, what does a man have to do to, to be, you know, relatively successful not rich in fucking money but rich in memories that's the key part there that's what i'm trying to do like last week i got a golden opportunity absolutely impeccable opportunity to go along and see um the trooping of the colors i got a free front row ticket uh from a colleague of mine um where we went and sat and watched the uh, rehearsals for the trooping of the color which was absolutely impeccable i mean if any if if the if the british can do one thing right it's fucking parade and show off we know how to fucking do that it was impeccable watching the, all the fucking ca you know the, the king's guards and the fucking cavalry and the all the fucking infantiers you know and everyone else all the fucking regiments all come together and all their regalia 
ready for the the big the big king's um king's birthday you know so it's like a really really like honestly i was sat there humbled and then at the end of the day got a you know we got a nice buffet um laid on by my colleague as well and then we did a little speech at the end so it was a really really rewarding day and i think that that's kind of it's little things like that that give you purpose give you um drive it gives you enthusiasm i got to meet and talk in front of people which i absolutely love doing so i was presenting in front of people talking about asbestos fucking geek and mental health mental health was a big topic of mine actually and i was talking about how many of us all basically go through work and don't ask how someone is are you okay i mean it genuinely are you okay how are you I mean, we can say it and we all say it in fleeting comments, but do you actually mean it? Do you actually want to listen? Do you actually want to hear if that person's okay? I hear a lot of things about people and, and, and people say, oh, yeah, don't fucking talk to him. He's a bit of a knob or don't do not do it. And I'm like, well, that's, first off, that's your opinion. Um, second off, I'll go and find out if that opinion's true. And then third off, if it is true, I'll find out if there's an underlying cause. Maybe he's stressed out in work or maybe he's stressed out in life and just needs a little bit of support. If he's just a genuine fucking bellend, which sometimes they are, um, you just go, okay, well, I've tried. I came, I saw, I conquered. I've left with a, a, you know, I've left him with, you know, a little golden nugget probably to say, don't worry, mate, I'm here if you need me. And um, so he doesn't think I'm an arsehole. (laughs) And then basically, and I am talking from experience from this little story, um, but at the same time, you know, it's those little things that help chip away at people's armour. And, and and slowly build up trust and it all it's a process mental health is a process it's a journey it takes everybody to be part of it it really does if you just lose that chink in the armor watch that watch those good things and those good intentions disappear i've seen it firsthand i've seen it absolutely firsthand i've completely disengaged from from something that i used to get positivity out because it isn't the same investment and that is the key part, is when it starts getting to the point where it becomes a chore, you've got to just go, okay, it's done. That's it. Just fucking hack it off. I'm not going to keep going because it's just making me feel shit. I don't want to feel shit. And that's the key part. As you mature, when you're younger, I think you t- tend to go through and just go, oh, I know to stick with it. Oh, I need to stick with it. I'm at the age now where I'm like, if I don't fucking like it, mate, I'm moving on. If I'm not fucking happy or if I'm not getting the same engagement in this part of the section or I'm not getting the same engagement, I'm not interested because life's too fucking short to waste my time talking bollocks and chatting and, and not getting the same reception back. And that is where the maturity and, de- and development in my own self and understanding what I'm worth and knowing what I'm worth. So for, for me, that's where the bigger picture comes in. So I know that the, the people I'm spending time with, the things that I'm doing is quality. I'm not looking at quantity. I don't want quantity in life. I've got enough quantity. I know there's hours in the day that are being dwindled down daily. What I need is quality. I need quality appreciation. I need quality people around me. I want people to make my memories rich. That's what I want. I don't want that type. type, And that's comes. And this is where I say to you all the time, give yourself purpose, give yourself, invest in yourself, give yourself initiative, give yourself drive. But most of all, continuously triage what's around you. If you've all of a sudden become unhappy or something isn't working for you, then get rid of it, discard it. It's not there. It's the same as if you're not happy in your job, then try to do what you do to get away from it relationships friendships they all work and just because you are with somebody or there's somebody there people will come and go in your life forever that's not a bad thing that's life 
You don't spend all of your life with the same people. Life would be fucking boring if you had the same group of people 24 fucking 7, I can tell you. You want to experience different people. And sometimes your, your, you, you know, your paths align and it's a brief period and then you separate back off. They only continue to stay aligned if you're willing to take on the toxicity of, of you. If you're willing to take that on and constantly go, okay, this is upsetting me. Oh, fucking hell. I don't want to do this again. I'm not enjoying that. Every time we do that, I don't enjoy it. Then if you're not enjoying it, stop it. Yeah? And that's the simple fact of it. I'm going to leave it there because I think it's been a beautiful chat with you all. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is a key part. We need to st we need to stop looking at what we need to what we're doing with our same sexes. Like I said, men need to be treated differently, and I think you need to look at yourself differently as well. Um, it's easy. I mean, the way I look at it is on a pos on a on the plus side. At least you're getting support, so don't not take that support irrelevant of whether it's going to support you in the end and whether it's going to give you what you want in the end just being taking doctor's advice and moving forward and taking speaking to people is a massive massive bonus a massive plus because in, independently talking one of the biggest things for me is in therapy that i that i enjoyed was and still enjoy to this day um is talking to someone independently that doesn't judge me that doesn't look at me as morally independent. They look at me completely as morally independent. They don't look at me as a, an individual. They don't know me. They do know. They probably know me better than my fucking family do because they've heard every single fucking part of my life. So there is a chance they know me better than fucking I know myself because they've heard, and that's the beauty of therapy. They, they know everything about you so they can make a proper judgment call if they needed to. But the fact that I walk in unjudged is really important. So take that help. But at the same time, inwardly look at yourself and understand that you need purpose you need drive you need to be doing things you need to be out and about every now and then you need to get that social aspect but you also need to drive it i have friends of mine that don't drive fuck all and i just it infuriates me because i'm just like you know we're an amazing group but you know or, or whoever they are but they don't drive anything and you're like fuck i'm not going to keep doing it <laughs> you know it's it, it that's the interesting part about life is you know but at the same time constantly making friends and constantly looking out for people and looking after the people that are around you is a really really key component to yourself but what you need to do is look look inwardly give yourself that purpose maybe the unhappiness is down to the fact that you don't feel useful and men get that a lot a lot i remember having a very very um a very very emotional heart to heart with my dad and he said the hardest thing that he ever did that, that has ever happened to him is when um his two sons uh, and his daughter because we all left relatively early all left the house he said i i hadn't i was there to protect you i was there to look after you i could no longer do that you'd gone off and done your own thing i was no longer able to protect you and he did he spent you know he spent about the the, the last year and a half he has been um a, an absolute rock in my in my um in my 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 process in removing myself from my old job to my new job and moving into the um my new job with him it, supporting me in the civil service he has been my absolute rock i have i have I've literally I've bashed his ear off so many times with problems and stuff like that and 
you know for the last year and a half it's completely new to me now i'm fully i'm fully fledged i'm in i'm swinging i'm i'm ready to go um but he he's the rock and it was nice to feel that connection and he said to me a, a little while ago that um it's nice to feel useful and you can see that the reason he works himself tirelessly in his garden is because he constantly wants to be doing something to feel like a man, feel useful. Men don't want to retire nine, nine times out of ten because they don't. There's people out there I know that have retired and gone, I need to go back to work. I need to feel fucking useful. There's women that have, I've spoken to about their husbands retiring and they've gone, he needs to go back to fucking work. He's an absolute fucking dickhead. He's walking around. He's fucking slouchy. Because men go from one extreme to the other. When we, when we don't feel useful, we just fucking shut down. It's just everything hangs out. Fucking beer bellies on. Fucking long hair, beard, the lot. We just go fucking out. But then as soon as you say, right, mate, you're going to fucking do this tomorrow. Shit, shower, shave. Nice fucking kegs on. Let's fucking go. We are ready to fucking. We're ready to punch. And that's because men need to feel useful. Now, it might be just right down to nothing. It might, as in, the useful part for you may be the fact that you organise an event. That makes you feel useful. You do that every year or whatever. It may be that you organise something for the family. That makes you feel useful. Maybe the garden's yours and that makes you feel useful. Maybe you're a, you like dabbling a bit of mechanics so you look after the car. That makes you feel useful. We do all these things to make ourselves feel useful. When you take those things away from us, that's when men change. When men don't feel they're doing what they're intended, intended to do, which is protect, support, provide, comfort, those key parts there, when they don't feel they're, getting, they're, they're doing that, then it's really hard. They struggle. They really fucking struggle. So take a little bit of a, um, you know, let, take a little bit of a reset, I think is the word. Um, and have a look and see if if you're if you do feel useful have a little listen have a little think of yourself do you feel useful maybe you feel you don't feel useful maybe you're watching your weeks fly by where you're just you know making do and your weekends are flying by because you don't know what to do you know um there's all these key things you know you've really got to start you've got to start stepping out of your comfort zone every now and then and i even said that to my mum actually i said that to my mum at the weekend i was like if you're not happy mum then let me know and I'll help you. No, I'm not going to fucking go and kill. Let me know. I'll go and fucking kill people. I'll go and fucking do him. Or Chelsea, smile the fucker. Um, no, I said, well, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll ha you know, she's she's in her sort of 60s. So, she, you know, she's obviously a bit nervous about sort of changing over jobs at this late in life. And I get that. But I was like, mum, we'll bolster your CV. We'll get your CV. We'll do a little bit of interview prep. It'll be a piece of piss. You've got a wealth of experience that people want to utilise. You just, you know, you're, you're almost getting into that ageism thing where you think you're, you're useful. You're useless, but you're not. You're really useful when you're given the right stability. So there's a couple of little actions that we're going to take and just hopefully support um, my mum. That's that's the key part here is fine. And, and, and I think that works across the whole board. If, if there's somebody that you know struggling, then just offering your support will massively help, massively help. Um, I know for a fact that this little venture with my friend, he's got his, his mate coming on board with us. And um, he's not in a great place at the moment. He's not in a great place at all. Um, but I said, by offering him support, is offering him something that's there. Something that he is feeling needed for. So they, he knows now that he's got purpose. So I don't need to go, yeah, I've got other things I need to hit and challenge. But one of the challenges of him now feeling he needs purpose is gone. 
because he might be sat there thinking, I, I don't need anything now. Fucking Mrs. is fucking, you know, whatever, or, or partner, husband, whatever, is off doing whatever. You need to feel that uniqueness. You need to feel that purpose. And by giving him, offering an incentive into the venture, is giving him purpose. He's knowing that something there in the future. And that's the key part, really, 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 is uh, offering people that, that view. Because when you're in a, in a horrible place, when you're in a sad, horrible place, the world is against you. It's a very dark, horrible place. Everything's shut down. Everything's black. You get that fog. I've spoken about the fog over your face. And you just feel like everybody's against you. You feel like, the, there's no, what's your purpose? What's your useful? You know, these are all things that we experience and sometimes you can be the person to that other person that offers them a glimmer of hope, that little speckle of light that they know is the, at the end of the tunnel or there's a crack in the chamber so they can start chipping away at it to, to draw the natural light in. That's the important factor of mental health and supporting our fellow, our fellow men, colleagues, whatever. Supporting everybody, I think, is a whole function. I know that I'm very driven and focused on men's mental health because that, you know that's where I'm delivering from. But at the same time, it doesn't just stop at men's mental health. And this is why it's interesting to talk about this topic and understanding how we look at in, you know, how we look at other things. It's even like my mate said to me, um, you know, well, I, I, we'll go for a beer. You know, we, I'll just take the piss out of you for a couple of hours, and we'll have a bit of banter, and that's it. That's what I need. Now, if you did that to a woman and took her to a fucking pub, got a, you know, a couple of beers and just ripped the shit out of her for a couple of hours, I don't think it's going to make her feel fucking good. However, if you come in and your best mate's fucking taking a piss and having a good laugh and listening to some fucking stories, it perks us up. And that's because we're different. We work differently. We, we, we do things differently. So take on those notes, please. I really hope that they gives you a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of skills and uh, maybe a little bit of food for thought. So um, take care of yourself. Um, I've, I've spoke for, for ages here. Take care of yourself. And um, I really do hope you have a fantastic week. And I look, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care, everyone.